Welcome into the Locked On Utes podcast. Yes, we are back on YouTube for today's show. Going to talk a little bit about gymnastics. The preview was last weekend. Figure out where the gymnastics team stands. Find out what they're good at, what they're going to need to improve on, and, and how realistic are the chances that the gymnastics team can actually make it to the national championship. We'll also talk about player departures for the University of Utah and some bowl prep this week as they are on the road to making it to the Rose Bowl. And then uh, finish things off with a little uh, year in review conversation. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sammy Mora's here. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Utah friends and family. Boy, I already bungled that one, so we're going to have to just go ahead and bring Sammy in right from the start. (laughs) Sammy, welcome to your YouTube debut. Uh, Great to have you on the show. I see you you are wearing the Garment of Champions tonight, so I'm very proud of that. A a Costco champion hoodie that I got. Champion is one of my favorite favorite companies right now. Uh, I deal too much with apparel at the day job. Uh, Maybe not too much, um, but... Love champion stuff. So good selection. I should probably be wearing some champion uh, clothing today. Instead I love of the this. comeback it made. It was like not popular, and then it's like oh, yeah. resurgence. It's like everyone needs to wear champion gear. Uh, yeah. I think I got this for like $20 at Target or at Costco. I don't know why I keep saying Target. I don't know. Target is the it's the reason for the season right now. Like if you're not going to Target daily to get it get through, uh, you're probably going to fail at Christmas, uh, which is okay. Look, we all have to fail at something, and uh, Christmas, not the worst time of year to fail at. But I tell you what, well, it might be one of the worst times. Uh, it just kind of depends on your family and, and those around you, mm-hmm. more likely. But uh, I tell you what, there is one group. On the campus of the University of Utah, that's not going to fail at anything, and that is the Utah gymnastics team. Did you go to the meet on Saturday? It was on Friday. Friday, yeah, my I, was there. I was there. I was I'm there. Sorry. Me and me and Michelle Bodkin took a lovely uh, selfie with Swoop before the meet. Um, I am very curious who Swoop is. Yeah, I have, I, mean, I have a story about Swoops. I hung out with a former Swoop actually recently. I used to know a swoop. He came to my brother's birthday party when my brother was like turned like seven or eight because we knew him and he we were like really good friends with him. But I had a friend who was in the band last year and or la- not last year, the year before. And she's like, yeah, we have four swoops. We have like skinny swoop and thick swoop and motorcycle riding swoop and like all of like four different swoops for different events when they need to be there. And I was like, OK, I was like, checks out. But all right, go off. Um, but yeah. Big uh, Swoop sounds like a cartoon character that Utah Twitter would be all over right now. Yeah, I feel like that's something that Utah fans would like jump for joy at, but like thick with two C's just to like keep the brand alive. So it, it, the brand of the Utah gymnastics team, as long as we're talking about brands and swoops and whatever, being a national championship contender, but it's been a while uh, since they've actually taken home the hardware. What did you see on Friday that has you optimistic that this team is on that road? Depth. Mm. Depth is huge. Um, just because 
gymnastics is one of those sports where you can mess with your lineups up until the last meet of the season and kind of figure out what's going to work best for you because there is no defense in gymnastics. So whatever you put up, that's that's what you have to ride out for the entire meet. And if you have a bad like rotation, that's going to haunt you for the rest. And this you, they run – so the way Red Rock Preview runs is they run like – as they would run at home. So they'd start on vault and then go to bars and then go to beam and then end the night on floor. Usually only six athletes compete, but in the Red Rock preview, they run eight girls. So you're going to see eight girls, you're going to see the six girls that would compete if it was a competition plus two alternates. Um, no score, scores were given out, but like media and fans didn't get to see them. But I honestly think this probably has the chance to be the most well-rounded Utah team I have seen in a while last season they finished third place at nationals which is pretty good considering the teams they were going up against with the likes of like oklahoma who came in second michigan who won um florida they beat lsu they beat ucla they beat so um depth is probably the biggest thing i think but also like level of skill and routine um so for those of you you who don't know there's like different levels of like flip and stuff you do so an a skill is like your easiest and most basic skill and your e skill is your most difficult skill and they're usually worth bonus points in like an event so a lot of these utah gymnasts are using like e level skills which is going to boost scores because if you have more bonus points the higher your score is going to be because you start out with a base score and then you have to work your way up to get like a 10 or something like that. Um, but yeah, those are just uh, two like quick hits that I think are like important for like this season as it comes up in January. Um, but honestly, it's going to be a fun team. Uh, fun team is what I'm all about. Team fun as well in, in that one. Sammy, if let me ask you this, has anything changed from what you, from what we talked about a few weeks ago, in terms of what you, from what you saw Friday night, yeah. So one thing that I talked about a lot last season was Utah's lack of ten o vaults that they had. Um, Michigan and Oklahoma and L- and Florida are all throwing, is what it's called, but like that's like a routine. So those three schools are all throwing ten o start values, and they're throwing six of them. So that gives them like the possibility of having six tens in a rotation because vaults are different. There's no bonus points, whatever vault you go with, that's your score. Like the highest score you can get. So a lot of girls choose to go with the Yurchenko one and a half, which is a full turn plus a half turn. And that's worth 10 points. If you do just a Yurchenko full, I think that's worth like 9.9 or 9.95. And that's the highest score you can get. Even if you stick it, like, with no, like, deductions at all. Um, But Utah has a new vault coach, Jimmy Pratt. He came over from University of Denver, which has one of the best gymnastics programs in the country. I know that's, like, a weird, like, school to, like, have a good gymnastics program. But he has really gotten these girls on vault, like, good. It also helps you add Grace McCallum, who is an Olympian, on vault into that lineup. But... Tom Farden after the meet said that they have six girls who can throw a 10-0 vault. I mean, eight. He said we have eight girls who can throw a 10-0 vault. 
which gives you the six that you need to complete plus two backups in case something happens or if you see inconsistencies with the six that are starting. Um, so Vault was the biggest thing that I saw that makes me feel a little bit more confident in saying that they could win it all this year. That, I think, is a strong development. Now, as we talk about gymnastics, I think the important part about what you're talking about is, well, there's a lot of it. All of it is important. Um, but I think for the novices, the people like me who have no idea what they're watching, the level aspect, right? Yeah. And in the past, Utah has been a very aggressive team in, in really trying to go high level, and it's hurt them, I, I think, right? Yes and no. Um, to a certain extent, sometimes they go a little bit harder than they need to, but at other times they didn't have the athletes to go and compete with like an Oklahoma or a Florida or a UCLA to a certain extent because they didn't have the depth to throw eight, eight, 10 O start value vaults, or they didn't have 10 girls who can go out and nail a beam routine every single time they step on it. Um, so I think that's a credit to Tom Farden and staff's recruiting and bringing in girls who will help those areas that they need it. And also them kind of becoming aware of the changing scope of college gymnastics. Because now if you're not scoring at least two or three 198s a season, you're not going to win a national championship. And that is a hump Utah has yet to cross. They will get, they'll usually get one 198 or maybe two a year. But that's not going to bring home a trophy. Oklahoma's, like, the last couple of years, I think one season they had, like, four or five 198 scores. That's, like, elite level of gymnastics. And if you're getting those high scores, you're going to win. Uh, winning is good. When you look at this schedule, um, are there any meets or competitions where you kind of think that Utah might not have as good a chance as others to win? No, but there are some that I'm more interested in than others. Hmm. So Utah has Oklahoma at home this year, which is huge. If that Huntsman Center is not packed to the max, which I expect it will be, it's going to be insane. So that's, and it's, it's going to be a nationally televised meet on ESPN. If that doesn't tell you how good these two programs are, it, I don't know what will. Um, Friday, January 14th, it's going to be the first home meet of the season. There's technically a meet before that. It's like the best of Utah meet at, at Maverick Center with like BYU, Utah State, and Southern Utah. But that one's not worrying, like worrying me at all. Oklahoma's going to be really intriguing in January. Stanford's kind of intriguing because they do tend to bring in a lot of four- and five-star, like, for, for, here's the thing. Stars in gymnastics is not the same as like football or basketball because there is no composite ranking in gymnastics. So it's just a bunch of media outlets saying like, hey, like we think this girl's a five star or we think this girl's a four star. And for some reason, Stanford continuously pulls them in. Stanford's going to be interesting. They, we have them at home. Um, UCLA is always a good meet. But UCLA has been on the down the last year, a couple of years since Valerie Kono's field stepped away from the team. Um, but they also have a couple of Olympians on their team this year as well. So that's going to be interesting to see. And then the last one that I am interested in is Friday, March 14th or Friday, March 11th. Utah goes to Baton Rouge to go against LSU. Utah beat LSU twice last season in, po in postseason. 
And they, like, one time it was a heavy-handed beating because LSU couldn't get anything going. And so when I say heavy-handed beating in gymnastics, that's, like, two points. Like, a, like that's, like, winning by about, like, 21 points in football if you beat someone by two points in gymnastics. Usually you'll see, like, a point or less deviation on scores, and that's, like, a close game. But if it's a point or more, you're getting into blowout territory. So I think that that that's the part about gymnastics that that fascinates me is the scoring because it's tenths of a percentage point. But mm-hmm. how do you equate it to like a football score? So like a one night like it doesn't, and it's it's hard because each team it kind of has a different standard. So like, and the other thing that about that's weird about gymnastics is if you lose a meet and you're ranked, you're not gonna fall in the rankings. The way they do rankings is based on scoring. So they do a thing called national qualifying score, but it doesn't take place until like week six. And then what national qualifying score is, is you take, I think you take, you have to take two two either road or neutral site meets plus four home meets, all of your highest scoring. You throw out the highest score you've had of the season. You average the rest out and that's how you get your, your ranking score. So that's why having as many 198s as possible helps you because it's less high, like high scores like that that you get thrown out. I don't know why I just froze. Well, that's okay. We'll keep rolling. Uh, You're just going to have to look at my face (laughs) frozen in, uh, I guess it's angst, maybe we'll call it. You're trying Um, to figure out national qualifying scores. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Well, my face would be much more befuddled if that was the case. Believe me, every time NQS comes out, I'm like trying to do the math, and I'm like, this, this is not working well. <laughs> you know what? If we're going to talk about math, we should probably talk about how today's episode is brought to you, brought to all those out there listening by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on, or excuse me, slash locked for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Um, but you know, Sammy, uh, it's important this time of year to be paying attention to the bowl season because all bowls are good bowls. We've talked about this before. A good reason for that one uh, is that you need to go to prize picks and uh, get your prize picks on. Uh, we've been talking about prize picks for a long time, so there's no no real reason that you should be waiting anymore for this. Just go to Prize Picks right now, you know, and 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 figure it out, uh, because Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Uh, you pick two to five players, pick the uh, the teams and the scores, you know, that you want to go with. Meaning, so you can pick uh, basketball, football, uh, whatever whatever sport it is that you're into. You can go on that one and and build your team. You can just pick the overs if you want. You can pick the unders if you want. Uh, it's all up to you. And it is a great way to uh, make those bowl games just a little bit more easy uh, easy to watch sometimes because some of them can be a little rough. You know, kids have been doing stuff all uh, all Christmas break, and maybe football isn't always the the uh, the main attraction for these kids sometimes. So go to PrizePicks.com or use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Make your deposit; they'll match it one hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. 
Then pick your entry. It takes less than 60 seconds to do it. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Uh, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use the promo code locked on or go to the App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right. Camera issues solved. Uh, Woo, crisis adverted. Ooh, man, it was getting it was getting dicey there for a second. I think my uh, my camera's in a different position now, but that's okay. <laughs> we're, we're working out bumps here on, on the Locked on Utes podcast. You are not subscribing to this for the professionalism. Uh, if you are, I don't know how long you'll last here. Yeah. We, we joke a lot. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of that that goes on. Uh, something that's not as funny, though. Well, it, mm, it, it's sad. It's but sad. it's also very happy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like watching your favorite friend go off to college. You're excited for them, but also you're going to miss them. Uh, our boys, our, our, our you boys, are, are leaving uh, for greener pastures as there have been a slew of declarations for the NFL draft. Sammy, let's start off with the news that Nick Ford declared for the NFL draft. Uh, also, Mika Tafua has def- declared. Uh, we've not heard anything yet from Brant Keithy. Maybe good news, maybe not. Uh, Nephi Sewell has declared. We've not heard anything from Devin Lloyd, but I think it's... That's like a... Everyone knows it's that. It's almost like a, like he doesn't need to declare it, right? Well, I feel it's like he known. needs to for like like paperwork sake, but like I feel like he doesn't need to post it on Twitter because Utah fans are like, well, like that scene in Elf where he's like, "Bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad." <laughs> it's like, "Bye, Devin. I hope you make millions of dollars." Like it's that. Yeah, and, and it is, and I, so I mean, we're we're starting to see these numbers start to to thin down. The good news is that you're not a uh, Britain Covey. Um, who else am I forgetting? I'm probably forgetting somebody. Britain. Mika Tafua, Mika, Nephi, Nephi, Cole Fotheringham. Cole Fotheringham. One of the earlier ones, right? Yeah. Cole Fotheringham. That was more necessity, yeah. I think, because Cole needs to get his name out there as one who's declaring. Yeah. Um, and then Mika, and then today, Nick. Um, but honestly, none of them, none of them really shocked me. <laughs> that was going to be my question, is are any of these a surprise? No. Um None are, you know, actually Cole is kind of a little bit, but knowing the type of tight end play that he does, uh, he's a very, very pass, pass and run blocking type of tight end. Um, I get that. I get him putting his name out there because, you know, there's some teams that desperately need a little bit more help on the offensive line wherever they can get it. Um, his was kind of a shock. Britain's didn't, Britain's didn't shock me. I was like, well, bye, buddy. Like I, I've enjoyed yeah. the seven years you've been here. Um, I, yeah, everybody has. I think Britain's ready more than anybody else, though. Yeah, D- Nephi's Nephi's was kind of like okay, like that. Like if his stock's good enough, like go go for it. Like especially given the like the long road that he's had from like his neck surgery all the way to now, like go for it. Like if you've gotten this far, like you shoot, you chase that dream. Yeah, your time so. has come. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, just, none of them shocked me. I was like, cool. Nephi, Thanks, I, I, yeah, none of them are a surprise to me either as well. I think the ones that would be surprising is like if you heard of Tavion Thomas or maybe mm-hmm. a Braden Daniels. Um, and and for, for the most part, these guys should kind of know what their grades are at this point. So they have an idea of, of, of what type 
of talent they are, not necessarily where they're going to get drafted. That'll happen more throughout the draft process. Yeah. Are, are any of these guys making a mistake by going to the NFL right now? I don't think so. I think the only one that I'm kind of like, like a little bit like kind of teetering on is Nick, but Nick has done so much in so many different positions on the offensive line that I think he gives teams a lot to work with. So no matter where they pick him up at, I think he's going to be successful there. Um, Yeah. I don't think any of them are. This isn't something like a, like, like when Javelin Guidry declared for the draft, that one, that one first and foremost took me off guard. And second of all, I was like, dude, I don't think that's a smart choice, but you know, he plays for the Jets now. He's he's having a good season. I he's like had some good games, but yeah, none of them are really like, eh, okay, all right. But we expected it. All of these guys walked at senior day, so it's not like it's like complete culture shock, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and well, uh, TJ Pleasure is another name that I I totally oh, forgotten to mention. Yeah, TJ. Um, and again, he might be the one where people look at it and be like, why is he going to the NFL? Well, because he's been in college for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, number one and number two, he had a pretty successful season as the change of pace back for the University of Utah. Yep. Change of pace backs don't usually have like, uh, what is it, six, 700 yards worth of rushing? No. Um, so it, it makes sense for him to want to go as well. He's never going to be an every down ball carrier in the NFL level, so he doesn't need to prove it at the college level. And I think that's the biggest thing with most of these guys. There's nothing left to prove. Cole Fotheringham benefits 0% by coming back and catching five more passes than he did last year. Yeah. Much better for him right now to leave, to go build your NFL future uh, and, and all that kind of stuff and, and, and start your career, especially at your age. Um, you know, and Cole's not old by any stretch, but by and Phil's he's same. my age. Cole yeah. and I started school either the same year or he went on a mission and he's like two years older than me. Like we're around the same age. So it's, it's just, it's time for him to go. And, and yeah. Utah's done a good job of finding replacements for him. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to have to always reload it. And the other part of it too, is this is really what you want to get to as a program. You want to be piping mm-hmm. in your juniors to the NFL as quickly as possible. Yep. It's going to be disappointing for some guys uh, because some guys are just not going to get drafted. It's a very heavy draft class because of COVID. And there's a lot of talent um, from other schools. And, and look, the, 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 the stigma of playing at Utah is, is always going to be somewhat existent, right? Like Utah still is just not a respected program unless people have intimate knowledge or, or details of it. Mm-hmm. That being said, there are teams in the NFL and scouts. I mean, anybody who knows Daniel Jeremiah, he's probably the most uh, well-known scouting voice in, in media. He talks about Utah all the time. You know, yeah. Loaded with defensive talent. Trent Dilfer talking about Utah all the time on his podcast. The Senior uh, Bowl love the Reese's Senior Bowl loves guys from Utah. Absolutely. You know, Devin Bam, was one of the first Devin was one of the first dudes invited to the Senior Bowl. Like yeah. that should tell you something about evaluating talent and with the NFL. And hundred percent there was a reason behind that, right? Like like mm-hmm. this this was there was no there was no mincing about or anything like that. There was purpose with that yeah. um bama olasheni getting named to the east west shrine game you know that's a big opportunity for him to prove that he can do it against some some varied variety of players and mm-hmm. and, and things like that so he'll have an opportunity to roll as well 
Yeah, and the kids, the guys have the kids. The guys, they're most of them are the same age or older than me. Um, they have until January seventeenth to like announce that they're declaring for the draft. I wouldn't be shocked to hear either if guys are staying or going after the bowl game. Um, just because, why do you want to like say like, hey, this is my last game, like. I get why you would, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I personally, I never, I'm backtrack. I'm backtracking. I just expect to see like Brant announce after Devin, even though he's like a no brainer, I expect him to announce after. Um, and I think that's like, that's it. Like, I don't see anyone else declaring. Like, Guys if- who declare earlier are doing it because they need to get eyeballs on them, right? Mm-hmm. They, they are sending it out there through whatever method or means to try and alert those who are going to be watching the game that, like, hey, this is it. Watch me perform in my last game, right? Like, mm-hmm. And especially they're on a big stage against Ohio State. What other – what what? there's no – there's – actually, there is better ways to go out. Like, you could go out, like, winning a national championship and stuff. But, like, in Utah's case, going out playing – the Rose Bowl against Ohio State, it's a very good final game for you to boost and to be like, hey, like, watch me against this Big Ten formerly ranked top four opponent and let me show you what I can do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, exciting times for the University of Utah, especially coming off a very positive signing class. Uh, it's good to see the the fellas moving on and, and wish them the most success, and it'll be exciting to watch what happens in April. Uh, I think we're seeing that it's drafting is not the end of the road. Uh, shout out to Tyler Huntley, who is uh, probably the most pop. Tyler has never been more popular than he has been the last week, uh, and that's insane. I've always been a Snoop supporter. I have so many fond memories of being at like media practice during 2019 and just – talking to him and like seeing his antics like not his antics but like yeah it's just he's a fun loving guy yes. and and like uh, he's very it's very infectious right like he's yeah he's kind of sneaky like if we're being honest but but he kind of plays uh i don't want to say how can i say this he kind of plays off as like you know like this low-key, like humble, kind of quiet-talking guy, and there's a lot to a lot of depth to Tyler Huntley. So, like, oh yeah, and and the more you get to know him, the more charming he is. The more you like him, uh, Snoop is getting everything that he deserves right now. One of my so. most prized videos was from the Alamo Bowl, and it is Bradley and I, Zach Moss, Devin Lloyd, and Tyler Huntley hijacking a golf cart after the pre- post-game press conference and driving it back to the locker room. <sighs> <laughs> All four of those guys are in the NFL or going yeah. to be. <laughs> uh, well, and that's probably why they could get away with hijacking a golf cart. So, um, on that note, you know, it, it is that time of year where uh, there are a lot of opportunities to go find uh, skittle situations, we'll call them that. Um, so Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues. It's March through the college bowl seasons and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers. Bet Online, where the game starts. And while we're in our timeout, 
Uh, it is always good to refuel. So this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. That's Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many different flavors. There's a raspberry, mint, brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. They give you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order at built.com. They have all sorts of new flavors. So go get your favorite, best-tasting, healthy protein bar at built.com. Woo! How's it feel? First episode on video. Um, I'm more conscious of what I'm, my body language. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, here's the thing. I do things like I'll, I'll take a sip out of the drink and everything. This is still a podcast at, at its core, at its ethos. Mm-hmm. We are not in, you can see my backpack in the background. Yeah. It's the backpack. I took a pillow. Says, I took a pillow off my bed. <laughs> we don't even tell people what it is. They can speculate in the comments. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so video is a little bit different, but, um, it, it's fun. We can, we have graphics. I'm going to build some more graphics over the, over the break. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I know. Mm, yeah. I have my excited. led lights on in my room for red. Yeah, um, we're going to give Sammy obvious. her own, uh, Chiron. So it's not Jake hatch there. Uh, <laughs> she comes on enough. She deserves it. Um, but yeah, no video has been fun for us. It's, it's exciting. Uh, this is only our second episode. So, uh, it's also a work in progress very much. So, but glad okay. to be the second. Yeah. Thumbs up. Dolan Kincaid trademark. Dolan Kincaid approved. <laughs> um, what a great, what a, oh man, love him. Hey, I hoping that we hear soon from him about what he decides to do, but it does sound like, I mean, uh, he was on the poster for the 2022 yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's enough. There's enough wind blowing in different directions. Um, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more in a, in a later episode, but I wanted to kind of get your year in review thoughts. As you look back on this year in University of Utah Athletics, obviously the two uh, biggest, I think, incidents, uh, and calling them incidents even feels like glossing over it, the two biggest yeah. um, events, without a doubt, the passing of Ty Jordan at the end of uh, 2020 and then uh, the passing of Aaron Lowe. But other than those, um, what are some of the highlights for you um, and, and maybe trying to avoid a little bit the recency of, of the Rose Bowl and whatnot? What are some of the highlights of this year for you? Um, I think one of my biggest ones is so Utah Gymnastics swept the Pac-12 last year. Um, they were the regular season champion and then they went and won the championship meet. So they got two pieces of hardware to bring back to the Dumpkey. Um, their third place finish, like I mentioned, was huge for this team. Um, also, Utah Athletics just adding new blood to not just like to all of our programs. You know, we brought in a new women's soccer coach who coached at Stanford previously, which I follow college soccer, not religiously, but kind of enough to know that like Stanford is like a big deal in women's soccer. And to snatch a coach from them and to build our program is huge. Um, and he did pretty, pretty, pretty well on his first season. And then they announced a couple of weeks ago with signing day that they brought in like two girls from Notre Dame, I think, a girl from USC, and then like another girl from like the East Coast somewhere. I can't remember where. If he's getting big name transfers into the program, like Utah soccer might 
finally catch up to the rest of the sports in the Pac-12. Um, Utah baseball added a new coach. We haven't seen how that pans out quite yet, but that leaves some stuff to be expected. Of course, Craig Smith coming in to take over Utah men's basketball. Um, it was like a new era for a lot of sports. Um, and I think that it's finally, I think Utah being in the Pac-12 for over 10 years. We've been in the Pac-12 for 10 years. Celebrate that, folks. Um, I think now that we've been in here 10 years, you're finally seeing all of, not all of our sports, but a majority of our sports catching up to that expectation of when we join the conference. Um, Cross country and track and field, Kyle Kepler, I love him. He was one of the first coaches I ever talked to up at the U. He has a special place in my heart. His teams have been kicking butt. Um, so all around, I mean, those are just some of the, like the smaller things that I've noticed that I think are like good to reflect on because they don't get talked about as much than like the footballs and like the basketballs and sometimes even the gymnastics. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's, that's, those are just some of the things that I think um, fans should be grateful for with this year with Utah athletics. There's a lot to be grateful for. I think first and foremost, it's Utah going to the Rose Bowl, winning a Pac-12 mm-hmm. championship in football. And and it, you you can say what you want. The football program sets the tone for the athletic department. Uh, They're the money makers. Well, and and it's it's the hype machine, right? Like yep. it's fifty thousand on a Sunday or a Saturday at Rice Eccles that gets everybody wanting to watch, wanting to do it more. Right? Yep. Those are the fun starters to the season and makes you want to go see a soccer game makes you want to go to softball makes you want to go to baseball uh makes you want to participate more in it and and so football is just an absolutely critical component of it but that being said i think really what we started to see is the influence of mark harlan on this athletic department like you said with all the hires uh a lot of really um big changeovers you know uh, baseball women's soccer lacrosse uh oh, yeah lacrosse forgot about that sorry yeah you know yeah. and it so it's just yeah we're starting to see more and more of that and and it's going to continue to go on as long as mark carlin's in charge you know it, obviously the big one larry Kriskoviak being let go and and i think craig smith has the new era of utah basketball off to a really uh exciting start um at some point we'll probably break down the last couple games um who knows um, but I, I just think that's that's the, when I reflect on things, you know, you have an athletic director now, Utah fans, that is willing to make those moves and wants to win. Money moves. Yep. And and so it's it's things are going to change for better and worse, right? Like you're going to see more, uh, you know, ticket prices go up. You're going to see more uh, soliciting for, for donations and things like that. You're going to see more and more and more, um, you know, demand. Uh, on, on people's finance, fin- financials to support the university. But the change is going to be that a lot of these programs are really going to grow. You know, tennis is one that's just skyrocketing right now. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting to see men's golf has done really well, too. Uh, you know, cross country. It, the, the athletic department is in really, really great hands, and it's been fun to learn more about it. And, and hopefully in the year to come, we, we can find ways here on the podcast to to learn more and, and introduce people to more sports as well. Um, I also final... think, I think oh, Utah, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had this thought, but I just, Utah fans need to not be afraid of change um, because I think that's a big thing with athletic, college athletics, especially because you know how quickly a coach can come and go. Don't be afraid of change because 
look at like half people half the people wanted larry k fired and the other half didn't and now look at it like craig is doing given the, the hand that he was dealt he's doing pretty well like there has been some like somewhat disappointing losses this season but don't be afraid of change they know what they're doing and it might not work out the first year it happens like i don't think i don't think you're running into making it to the, the tournament this year i don't think so but maybe it's two gonna be real th- tough it's gonna be hard but two or three years from now maybe we're talking about them making it to the tournament and we're talking about a deep run so just enjoy the ride college athletics is fun and like a lot of these smaller sports like soccer or like softball you can usually get into for like five bucks you can take your whole family in just go watch a softball game or go buy uh whatever the season ticket Sorry. yes the season ticket scarf for soccer it's twenty dollars the hat for baseball the hat for baseball like you just go out and like experience it because there's some of the funnest time like funnest events i know funnest is not a word but we're going with it just yeah don't be afraid of change i think is my biggest thing for utah fans because you know there's going to be those fans who are like i want instant success now it's like the college landscape is too vast that you're going to get that I don't see a world in which you get a hire and then the next year you're winning a national championship, unless it's like a groundbreaking, like bust through the roof hire. But still, you're there's you're gonna have to build. So I say just buckle up, enjoy the ride. I think honestly, this is just the beginning, and like I don't know what we'll be talking about next year when we're in this position. Yeah, and that's a fascinating thought to think about, and I think uh, honestly. A perfect place to to wrap this thing up. Um, Sammy, closing thoughts as we round out uh, what might be this. This might be no, it's not. I was gonna say it might be our last episode of the year, but it won't. Um, I'm excited. I'm just excited for the rest. I'm excited for the Rose Bowl. I'm excited for gymnastics season. I'm excited to see basketball, both men's and women's at conference play. See how they're gonna perform. I'm excited. If you see me at the Rose Bowl, come say hi. I'll be wearing the same shirt that I've wore every single game we've won this season because it's only weird if it doesn't work. So you see me, come say hi. I promise I don't bite. I might be a little awkward, but other than that, yeah, just uh, thank you for having me on the podcast as usual, Brian. I I love this. I love talking to you about sports. Yeah, I, I don't get the podcast done as regularly without Sammy and, and, and the rest of the crew around. It's it's much more fun for me as well. So love having you on, Sammy. And without a doubt, uh, I'm not the only one. Uh, so been fun to, uh, to, to unveil the star that is Sammy Mora. Um, and thank you uh, for being willing to come on TV. So I mean, I've done this today. before. I I, 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 produced my own streams, and I, it was. Well, thank, thank you. <laughs> it was a journey. Thank you for not uh, critiquing mine mid-show. So we'll. No, hey, hey, I had full-on stream streams crash on me, and I had to run like diagnostics and try and figure out how to resuscitate it. So, uh, you get nothing but love and support from me, Brian. Oh, well, and not only you. this, but everything. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily deserve it, but I'm going to take it because that's what you do. Uh, take advantage of the things that are good for you. Uh, and doing podcasts with Sammy Mora, 
Dalton Kincaid says that's a that's a thumbs up. Thumbs up. On that note, we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you all for uh, following us on your favorite platform. Thank you for always making Locked On Use your first listen every day. Uh, thank you also for checking out Locked On Bets. Uh, Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling is free and available on all platforms. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Uh, we're going to take a risk here, throw down a gamble, and, and wrap this thing up. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for, what are we, Wednesday, December 22nd, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Bye. Have a Merry Christmas to all those who celebrate. Bye.